What's up, my Relatables? It's your girl, Stella. I hope everyone is doing well. I'm sorry about last week. I did not release an episode, and that was intentional on my part. I just wanted to make sure that I gathered all of the necessary information so I can report it back to you guys. So before I jump into it, I just wanted to let you know that um, something fun happened last week. Last week, I um, I did an episode. I did a podcast with Kim D. I'm not sure when it's going to be released, but uh, and I believe it's going to be on her Patreon. So maybe this week, maybe next week. But um, yeah, it was really fun. It was really fun. I got to ask her 10 questions. I can guarantee you that those questions, you've never heard them before. Uh, Some of them were fun. Some of them were a little bit more serious, but it was a really, really, really cool conversation. What I liked the most about this interview um, that I did with Kim D was the fact that, okay, so first of all, I have to offer you a little bit of backstory here. I've been talking to Kim D for quite some time, uh, pretty much since I started the podcast back in 2022. We have exchanged messages, um, talked, um, not never really on the phone back then, but mostly messages. And, uh, Kim D knows about the podcast and she knows that I liked her as a character on the show. However, she also knows that I have called her out multiple times on my podcast. And it's quite funny because she started her show by saying this, which I thought was super cool because she said, you know, me and you agree on a lot of things, but we also disagree. And sometimes you have called me out. So, you know, I thought that that was cool. I like people like that. It's like this woman to me, has balls of steel and um, she didn't let that deter her from you know doing an episode with me so i can't wait for you guys to listen to it but first i have to talk to you guys about all of the gossip that is going out there we're going to talk about dolores we're going to talk about some of the influencers bloggers podcaster fights we're going to talk a little bit more about Teresa and Melissa Feaster. We're going to talk about the whole reunion between Kim D and Teresa that happened recently at Rails. You might want to stick around for this one, guys, because it's going to be juicy. So let's talk a little bit about that rumor that is um, involving Dolores Catania right now. Guys, I'm not going to talk about this extensively, but I'm going to say this. There's a lot going on right now uh, between bloggers, podcasters, influencers, people that were um, part of Teresa's team or support team that are spilling a whole bunch of gossip. And um, one of them had to do with Dolores Catania. And for those of you who do not know or do not follow everything that is being spilled on social media, the rumor has it that um, Dolores was basically not being faithful to David, the doctor, and was involved with some sort of man who is married. So I don't know why this is coming out right now, and I have no way to confirm if this is true or if this is not true. And at the end of the day, it's not really of my business because it has nothing to do with the show, right? 
However, I just wanted to say that this is not the first time that I've heard of this rumor. And I'm surprised that it only came out um, recently because I have alluded to something like this back in June of 2023. I never said anything about Dolores. I did not um, say her name, but um, I have seen something about that on Reddit. There is an actual uh, post and I will not say uh, what the name of the person behind the post was, but there is a post about that on Reddit and the person said something around those lines. And um, actually, the person said in that post on Reddit that it wasn't just one person or one man. It was several doctors from New York or something like that. So, again, this is just gossip. This is just, you know, all of it is out there. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying it's not true. But that's what is being said right now. Uh, about Dolores. So Kim D did a podcast. Well, it wasn't a podcast. I think it was a live with Dana a couple of weeks ago. And Dana straight up asked her the question. Kim D said that, you know, it wasn't true. But at the same time, she's also saying that Dolores is her friend. Uh, I think they've known each other for 30 years. So Kim D has been honest in that way. Even when she was on the other podcast with David, she said that she would never speak about Dolores or she would never say anything that is detrimental to Dolores's reputation because she has known Dolores uh, way before housewives. They have a friendship, a relationship, and she cherishes that. So she would never say, she would never spill any of Dolores's secret. So I don't know if Kit. Kim knows what it is. Actually, she does know what it is because at some point in time, Laura was on the podcast and she said that she knew what it was. And Kim Day said that she also knew what the secret was, but none of them were willing to spill it. So that's all it is, guys. That's what's out there. Um, people are talking about it as if this is something new, but I just wanted to let you guys know that I have actually seen or heard of this rumor online um, on Reddit. But other than that, no one has spilled anything. No one has said anything about it. Uh, people are trying to say that that's basically what Margaret Joseph had in her arsenal about Dolores. Um, I know that Teresa at some point in time after the season ended, you know, how they do their confessionals and their after show. And, um, Teresa was with Dolores and said, I don't know what Margaret has on you, but she has something. And then there's like, you know, a close up on Dolores's face and everyone looks very uncomfortable. So I don't know. I don't know. Is that the secret? I don't know. I don't care. But I just thought that I would let you guys know in case you wondered. Okay, guys. So last week or a couple weeks ago, I ended my podcast episode by saying that I wanted to talk a little bit about Caroline and everything that is you know, involving Caroline and Brandy. I have since then changed my mind. I think it would be more prudent at this time to just wait and see how things unfold before I give my opinion on the matter. However, I just wanted to share something with you um, and we're not going to talk about it extensively, but you know how Caroline liked to say um, when she was on the show, she would basically say to Andy, I get extremely 
insulted when people are trying to allude that we are part of that life, that we have connections to that life. And then she goes into this like long rant about her father-in-law and how great he was and how he's not connected, although he was found the way that he was found. So all of that, right? So Caroline always made a big deal um, about it and said she doesn't want to talk about it, like her family is not involved in the mob and all of that. So Everybody knows that there is a book that was written by uh, Mike Russell, who used to be an undercover uh, cop back in the late 80s, 90s. And basically his case helped um, bring down a lot of the, you know, Casa Nostra members. So to make a long story short... (laughs) We have heard of the name John Perna, um, the gentleman that was involved in an assault on Dina's husband, then fiance. And I was just trying to remember where have have I heard of the last name Perna before? So then uh, I don't know if you guys remember, I've said this before. I don't know why my brain tends to um, remember some insignificant things, but it just does. And then I remember that I've seen that name in that book, uh, which was Undercover Cop. Their name Perna, there's a Michael Perna, and they talk about um, him being like, you know, a high ranking member of the mob and that he was kind of like a little bit intimidating and all of that, right? So they also say that he was part of the Lucchese crime family. So then I was like, oh, that's interesting because that John Perna guy, in the news, in the media, everywhere, it says that he's also part of the Lucchese crime family. And they say that his father was also part of the Lucchese crime family. So I just wanted to see if there was a connection between Mike Perna from the book and John Perna, um, the gentleman that is uh, involved in the assault. And it turns out that, yes, there is. Actually, Mike Perna is the late uncle of John Perna, his dad's brother, basically. So while I was doing a little mini dive um, just to find out if they were related um, in any way, which they are, I I stumble upon something on YouTube where there's this gentleman that is um, talking about Mike Perna, who ended up doing like 25 years of prison for like a racketeering case and all of that. And then that guy says that he met Mike Perna for the first time at John's Perna's wedding in 2015. On September 20th, 1993, Michael Perna, a member of the Lucchese's Jersey faction, entered a plea of guilty on a RICO charge. By doing so, he admitted to a decade of extortion of an air freight company, operating an illegal video gambling business, jury tampering, and multiple murder conspiracies. But over and above that, he admitted to membership in the Lucchese family. As the transcript depicts, the government, Mr. Perna, during the time period covered by the information, that is during the time period of approximately January 1st, 1976, through today. Were you employed by or associated with the New Jersey faction of the Lucchese crime family? Perna, yes. This is referred to as taking a bad plea. Michael Perna was subsequently put on the shelf for admitting to his membership. I met him for the first time at Johnny Perna's wedding reception in 2015. And although we shook hands, we couldn't be formally introduced because of his shelf status. However, Michael Perna was one of the guys who was taken off the shelf 
by Mikey DeSantis. Which I thought was very interesting because the allegations were like, you know, in the court documents that uh, Tommy Menzo allegedly um, gave a significant discount to John Perna for his wedding at the Brownstone. So I thought that that was very interesting. And there's also a little picture of that on YouTube. So I will drop that information or that picture in my Substack, which is housewivesrelatable.substack.com, just so you can see it for yourself. But um, I thought that that was very interesting. And, um, you know, if you go back in the book, like uh, the Mike Russell's book, there is uh, basically a lot of talk about this Mike Perna and who he was in the mob and um, how he was like feared and a lot of that kind of stuff. So I just thought I would share that with you all. Okay, now, guys, let's talk about the podcast wars the influencer wars the social media wars that are going on right now in particularly we're going to talk about the cousin the cousin podcast okay you know the cousins i have talked about them on this show um quite a few times never in a disrespectful way I've also said that I respect what they're doing. I actually think that they have a good thing going on. Um, I don't agree with most of the things that they say, but I still appreciate what they do. Now, the reason why I don't necessarily like the podcast all the time is because of the name calling, right? I don't like that they call Joe Gorga a princess. I don't like that they call you know, people names and that it feels and sounds very personal. I have said this many times and I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. Uh, I think that they can do their show without doing all of that, but that's just me. It doesn't mean that it is a bad show. Okay. I'm just saying that, you know, you can convey your opinions and your, uh, give your point of view without insulting people. We can all do without the insults. But lately, I think they haven't really been doing that. So I have to say that. So now I'm going to play something for you guys. It's a short clip and I'm playing it um, not to be messy. <laughs> I'm playing it because I realize that some of you do not go on Instagram, do not go on other social media platforms. So I try to include everything on here. So that way you don't have to go and look for the information. So I'm going to play that little audio clip for you guys. And then I'm going to give you my opinion about the whole thing. Chantel, <laughs> well, I think that the, the gist of it was like when we came in from everyone was cool. When we came in from BravoCon, I think we just said, like, we're not obsessed with Teresa's partner. And like, no, so we didn't say that. We said or, that or we show, don't think the, the podcast is. Yeah, yeah, we think that like you need to have a connection with someone. Correct. That's literally what the exact words you said. He joined our Patreon. She joined our VIP. And uh, she did it because someone told her we said that and she wanted to listen to it. And so she listened to a bunch of episodes. She didn't appreciate also things that we talked about on here where she felt like we spilled too much. And then, you know, she went back to other people and you know, essentially try to get people like against us in a sense, um, get people like against us in a sense, um, 
and uh, there's no like hard feelings. Even when we met her, she and she said she, you know, in the text which I won't even read, she was raging. If I read it out loud, she was raging. But um, there, like I like her, and it's not that we didn't like her. We just said that. I mean, go read the reviews on the show. Like, we just, I don't want to say anything bad about the show because I think it's, I've heard really great things recently, so go listen to it. But um, we just said, you know, we believe like a connection usually with podcast co hosts is like if you have a history with that person. Okay, so let me start by saying that I believe that this is a recording that was extracted from their Patreon. Okay, I don't know who did that. I don't know how it got out there, but I think it was behind their paywall. It wasn't like, you know, on other platforms that they have for free. I think it's something that they said behind uh, a paywall on their Patreon. So I listened to it and... I was wondering if I missed anything because I was just like, okay, what's the big deal? Like, is that enough to start a war? Because I was wondering, guys, I don't know. Let me just back up a little bit. I don't know if any of you listened to the podcast with Melissa Feaster and Teresa Judice last week. Basically, Melissa started the podcast by saying, you know, I don't expect for people to like me just because they like you. And I don't expect for people to like you just because they like me. But why are you trying to, um, you know, throw shade at the podcast? Why are you saying negative things about me and you and all of that? And then Teresa was really trying to shut it down, right? Um, I find that Teresa tends to do that a lot. And it seems like, you know, Melissa Feaster is the kind of person like that's my impression of her anyways. I don't know her personally, but she gives me the impression that she needs to get it out. Like she needs to explain how she feels. She wants to feel heard, which is good. Right. And Teresa is a little bit different. She's kind of just like, you know what? Let's not talk about it. If you don't talk about it, the person's going to talk to themselves. That was basically what Teresa said last week. So when I listened to the podcast, I was wondering, oh, who are they talking about? Like who, who, who said what, right? Who said something bad about Melissa Feaster and Teresa Judice? Is it me? Um, you know, guys, I give my opinion. I don't get into it like that with people. Um, I believe that you can give your opinion respectfully and just not liking something does not mean that you're trashing or bashing anyone or anything. I find it funny when I receive DMs and people say, why are you bashing this? How am I bashing? Where am I bashing? And like, show me where, what did I say? That was bashing. The having a difference of opinion does not mean that you're bashing something, right? So anyways, I digress. So I was a little bit confused when Melissa was talking about that on her podcast and Teresa was really trying to shut it down. And Teresa was like, oh, you know what? Like, don't even give them the attention. Don't give the person the attention. That's what they want. And uh, if you don't respond, they're just basically talking to themselves. So I was like, okay, well, that's pretty clear. You know, like Teresa doesn't want to talk about it. So at the time, I did not know who Teresa was referring to, who Teresa and Melissa Feaster were refer referring to. So I, find, I found online from an Instagram account, okay, this, um, actually, I have to read it to you guys. 
So basically, after that whole podcast between Teresa and Melissa and that whole ordeal, I was able to find this post online. Um, and it's um, Melissa Feaster responding to this fan page called Fierce Feister, Fierce Feaster. So anyways, you heard the audio clip and you hear the cousins and they're talking and they're saying, you know, they give their little opinion here. And then I don't know if that's what triggered it, but there is actually a reply, a response from Melissa Feaster. And I'm going to read it for you guys. So it says, if you want to tell stories, Roxanne, and all about the lies. Now that's Melissa saying that that's not me. She says, please get your facts straight. I have never, not once, subscribed to a single Patreon, let alone waste one penny, in all caps, one penny, on two people I've always been nothing but nice to. As a fellow podcaster, wife, and mom, you think you'd have more respect towards one another. Clearly, you don't. And as a friend of Teresa, bashing her podcast co-host, dot, dot, dot. It's a joke. Oh, and FYI, FYI, please do not ever talk about my husband again, who has more dignity, kindness, and respect in one pinky than you both combined. Have the best day ever sugar pies, or should I say a day you deserve? Whoa. I guess that Melissa Feaster's gloves on, the boxing gloves on, because she was not happy. You could tell that she's not happy in that post. But I was just wondering, why is Melissa so upset? And here's the thing, guys. This is how you know that I'm going to stand for what is right, no matter what, no matter if I like you, no matter if I don't like you. I really don't think that what the, the cousin said about Teresa and Melissa's podcast was bad at all. I know a lot of people like, okay, first of all, I have to say this. Tree huggers, I happen to like the tree huggers. I talk to the tree huggers all the time. They message me. They tell me, oh, I don't really agree with that. But you know, like I find that the tree huggers, they just want to protect Teresa. I don't have a problem with that, but you can reason, reason with them. The tree stumps are a different breed. You cannot talk to them. You cannot reason with them. They are mean. They are nasty. They go below the belt. I will not even entertain that. Like whenever they come and they say something, I just block them because I'm like, I don't have time for you. Right. But I will not block the tree huggers. You are allowed to like Teresa and wanting to protect her and defend her. I don't have a problem with that, you know? And a lot of the times when we talk, they say, you know what, Stella? I appreciate this dialogue. I like this little back and forth between you and I, because you know what? It still feels like a safe space. I get those in my DMs, okay? So tree huggers, this is not for you. This is for the tree stumps. Relax, okay? So now I'm, I'm hearing that everyone is turning on the cousins because they dare make a comment about Melissa Feaster 
and Teresa's connection on their podcast. What is so bad about that? They're allowed to not like, like, I don't know. They, they didn't even say they don't like it. They just said that they did not feel that Melissa and Teresa have a connection. What is wrong with that? A lot of people have said this, you know, I think I've, I, no, I have said this a lot, a lot of times, a lot of times I have said this, I have said, you know what? It seemed like they had like chemistry at the beginning and then eventually it started just kind of, you know, it sounded a little bit more or less natural than before, right? But then again, it might be hard to do a podcast with uh, Teresa. And I've said that numerous times. Um, Melissa Feaster had her podcast side piece before she was even introduced to Teresa and she had like very interesting guests. She had Frank Catania a few times. She's had Dana Wilkie on her podcast. She's had a lot of, you know, the Bravoverse on her podcast. So, you know, obviously she knows what she's doing. Um, I've said it before and I'm not throwing shade. Teresa is not that much of a conversation. Like she doesn't, she doesn't talk that much, you know, she, um, even on the show, she's kind of like more quiet unless she's mad, right? So I'm just saying that sometimes it's hard to have a podcast with a person who doesn't really, that is not really a conversationalist, right? So I don't think it was that bad of a comment to say, well, you know, um, we don't necessarily see the connection between the two of them or, you know, we don't see the chemistry. I don't think that that was bad. Uh, of the cousins to say that and maybe they're just coming from a place that you know they are both bloggers and podcasters as well and they're cousins they have a connection so the way that they talk and finish each other's sentences and they have this chemistry going on stems from that and then maybe what they're saying is that oh you know maybe if Teresa was to do a podcast with um somebody else then you know maybe we would be more into it i don't think there's anything wrong with saying that for the entire fandom to turn on them just because they said that they don't really see the connection between melissa and Teresa, um i thought that that was kind of like like laughable i have to say that now that being said um there is something that i wanted to share with you when it comes to that it has to do with something that I've heard on Dana's podcast. And because it is on her podcast, like on her Patreon, I cannot share the recording of that. And you know, guys, I do not do that. If it's in your Patreon, I will not share any audio clips. That's your work. I can't do that, but we can talk about it. So, um, <laughs> okay. So guys, Dana said that she received a text message from Melissa Feaster and Melissa Feaster basically, um, sold them out in a text. You know, they, she sold out those, the, the cousins in a text. So basically I'm paraphrasing here, but here's the part that is really important. Okay. So basically she says, it's a freaking joke. Um, you know, how do they dare talk negatively of the podcast? Yada, yada, yada. So Melissa is really affected by this whole thing and really hurt. I think she's taking it like, like very personal. Right. So then 
what I thought was interesting, because Dana actually read the text in her Patreon, because Dana and Melissa Feaster are friends. I've said this before. I've said this in uh, prior episodes. They are friends. They communicate. I've also said that, you know, I think that Melissa, although I have absolutely nothing against her, I happen to, you know, I like her. Like, I, I don't overly like her, but I don't dislike her. I think, she, you know, she seems like a good person. I always felt like... Melissa was not always being truthful as to how she feels about Teresa. That is my opinion. Okay. I think that when she's on the show, she is like, yay, Teresa, rah, rah, everything is this, everything is that. But I think that behind closed doors, she has probably vented to her friends uh, and maybe Dana that she felt a certain way that maybe she felt under valued, not appreciated, not as important as Teresa and all of that. I've said this like multiple times on my podcast. I always felt like Melissa Feaster was spilling things outside of her podcast with Teresa about how she truly feels about Teresa. That's my opinion. Because to me, Dana knows a little bit way too much for somebody who wasn't told anything. That's kind of how I see it. And, you know, before I tell you guys what she said in the Patreon, I just want to revisit some of the things that Melissa could have possibly said to Dana. Um, you know, there was that whole episode, uh, the Sofia Vergara episode. And then basically Teresa asked Melissa to change the time of the podcast. And, you know, they start the, their podcast with a little bit of banter between the two of them. I had, at the time, I didn't make anything of it. I just thought that they were actually joking with each other. But it turns out that, you know, Dana did a podcast and she said that she was upset. She was pissed, Dana, that uh, Teresa was speaking to Melissa in that way. Uh, it pissed her off. So I was just like, oh, maybe there is something that I'm missing here because Dana, by her own admission, said she was friends with Melissa Feaster. So I was thinking maybe Melissa called Dana and said, you know what, man, I'm trying to please this woman by doing this and that and the other. I'm jumping through hoops and she doesn't seem to care like she's like ringing me a new one on our podcast. I don't feel appreciated kind of thing. Right. And then, you know, there's that whole thing about the allegedly the. RSS's feed of the podcast and who should have what, you know, that's what's been said. I'm not saying that I know anything when it comes to this. I'm just saying that that's what Dana has said in the past. So I do feel like, you know, it's hard. We've seen it on the show. It's hard to speak to Teresa and tell her how you truly feel. So it's very possible that you know, when Melissa is on the show with her, she has to appease Teresa and just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever, whatever you say, but behind closed doors that she might feel frustrated at time and be like, I'm important too, which she is right. So anyways, now that I've said that, this is what Dana said that Melissa Feaster texted her. Melissa said to Dana that she was upset about you know, everything that was said with the by the cousins about the podcast. But then she said that Teresa and Jim, the lawyer, 
Jim, James Leonard, Teresa and Jim contacted the cousins and asked them to stop, to stop talking negatively about Teresa and Melissa and the podcast. So guys, I don't know if I'm missing something here, but I don't see anything Unless I'm missing something, I'm not on the girls' Patreon, the cousins' Patreon. I'm not on their Patreon. I just listen to their stuff that they release for free. But I do not believe that what they said warrants a phone call by maybe Teresa, because we know that Teresa has a relationship with them. There, there were pictures of them at Teresa's barbecue. You know, the I think one of their cousins have said, "Oh, me and Teresa are friends. We talk on the phone, all that stuff." Right. So I know that Teresa by their own admission, is close to them. Teresa has never really said in public that she was friends with them, but the other way around has said it, right? So that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. So I think that it makes sense for Teresa to call them and be like, hey, girls, can you chill out? Can you be nicer to my co-host? That kind of thing, right? But I just wonder why Jim has to get involved. And that's what kind of picked at my curiosity because I was thinking, hold on a second. These girls, they have a podcast. They basically state their opinion. They're they're allowed to write for Teresa, love Teresa, say, you know, we support Teresa fully. But that does not mean that Teresa and Melissa Feast are a package deal. Like they were supporting Teresa like for a long time before Melissa Feast was even in that space, right? So why would Jim call them? So I was trying to like think about it and I was like, oh, so they didn't defame Teresa. They didn't defame Melissa. Uh, they didn't say anything that was uh, destructive, derogatory or anything like that. They just, they just stated their opinion and said they don't see the connection between the two. That's not a big deal. That does not warrant a phone call from a lawyer unless you are on the payroll. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing that I think this is about. Because, you know, the cousins have said multiple times, we are not being paid by Teresa and Louie. We are not being paid by Teresa. We just support Teresa and we just monetize our blog. They've said that extensively. They've even asked Kim D the question. They said, Kim D, do you believe that Teresa pays us? You know, they asked her that, right? So... There has been rumors for years that the girls, the cousins were on Teresa's payroll, right? So now I think we know. Now I think we know for sure. Now I think we know for real because that in a text that Melissa sent to Dana, basically saying that Jim gave the cousins a phone call and said they need to stop talking about this because they're supposed to be supportive of Teresa. Jim is not calling me. Jim doesn't call me to say, you need to stop saying what you're saying about Teresa and Melissa. Why would he? I'm allowed to state my opinion, right? Teresa is a public figure. Why is Jim calling the cousins? It has to be because they're on their payroll. So now I saved the best for last. A lot of people have messaged me and asked me for my opinion when it comes to the reunion between Kim D and Teresa Judas that took place at Rails a few days ago. So 
Before I start giving you guys my opinion on my podcast, I will say that I have written a blog about this. You can go at housewiserelatable.substack.com. There is a little article about this called The Return of Kim D. So everything that I said in my blog, I stand behind that 100%. But I'm still going to give you my opinion about the whole thing. So I was not privy to um, a meeting between Teresa and Kim D happening. I was not privy of that information prior to. However, I have to say that I did have a feeling that this was in the making. And the reason for this is because Kim D has alluded to that uh, for a few months now. You know, they started refollowing each other on social media. They were softening towards each other. I gave my opinion about that before. Uh, Kim D has done a lot of lives with Dana or on her own where she said that, you know, something big was going to happen. So I could only assume that it had to do with either the show or eventually making up with Teresa or having a conversation with Teresa. Now, a lot of you, a lot of the people that support Melissa, Melissa Gorga, um, were not happy about it. They were upset. A lot of them were confused. Uh, I received some messages. And that's what I have to say about the Melissa Gorga fandom. They are, they could be upset, but they're always respectful, I find. You know, you can talk. You can talk to the Melissa um, fans. So, I happen to be a Melissa fan as well, so I'm going to give my opinion, and I'm just going to be honest here, guys. For my part, I don't think that it's that big of a deal. I truly believe that Kim D is being sincere when it comes to the whole thing. Kim D has shared with her fans, with her listeners, when she was on the other podcast with David and on her podcast right now, she like her life is very different now. You know, she's lost the love of her life. She's had to, you know, um, pull herself by the bootstraps because, you know, her boutique kind of closed during the pandemic and all of that. And a lot of people were affected by the, the pandemic and having a brick and mortar store. It was probably like very costly and people were not allowed to shop, shop indoors and all of that. So she has to support herself. She is an independent woman. She was no longer on the show. So that's also another stream of income that wasn't coming in. And then we all know what happened to Kim D when she was on the podcast. Um, you know, she was not basically being compensated fairly. This is what Kim D said. So at the end of the day, to me, um, I always see it as a positive if like, I'm not saying that Kim D is going back to the show, but I can only assume that this could open some doors for her to be back on our screens. Uh, we have to admit that Kim D makes very good TV. She has made very good TV in the past. And you know, some people don't like her. I happen to like her. You don't have to agree with everything that she does. I'm just saying, you know, from a character standpoint on the show, she was good, right? So that being said, I believe that Kim D is being very sincere when it comes to her reconciliation reconciliation with Teresa. If you have listened to Kim D when she was on the podcast with David, even when she sounded upset at Teresa uh, or you know talking negatively about things that Teresa did to her, 
you could feel the hurt. You could feel that Kim D really liked Teresa, that she was, um, that she valued their friendship, their relationship, and that, you know, behind all of that, that she was hurt mostly, that she was hurt that Teresa was not woman enough to kind of like talk to Kim D directly and just tell her uh, what the truth was. So Kim D has said multiple times that she felt slighted by Teresa and that Teresa only, she, she could have just said, you know what, I don't want to fight with my family anymore. And Kim D would have been like, okay, no problem. We don't have to fight with them. Who do you want to fight with next kind of thing, right? So anyways, I always felt like Kim D said a lot about Teresa and vice versa. Teresa said a lot about Kim D as well. But behind it all, um, I always felt like Kim missed her friendship or her relationship with Teresa. So, so, you know, a lot of people wanted to know what my opinion was, um, when it comes to that whole reunion. So, and people were saying, I'm sure that this is just a strategic move, um, on Teresa's part to basically bring Kim D back on the show so she can fight with Melissa and Joe and Margaret. And to be honest with you guys, I totally, totally understand why people could perceive it that way. However, I have to say, and I could be wrong. This is my opinion. And if I'm wrong later on down the line, I will come back on this podcast and say that I was wrong. Okay. I'm not afraid to do that. But for now, I have to say that I do not see it. And I will tell you why. I feel like at this point, Kim D and Teresa, you know, there's a lot that has happened. I think Kim D is willing to let it all go under the bridge, let bygones be bygones. But it's almost like, you know, if you have a plate and you just toss it across the room and then it shatters, it breaks into a million pieces, you could always try to put the plate back together and you might even succeed and do a very good job but the closer you get to the plate you will always see the cracks right so i guess what i'm trying to say is that i truly believe that kim d is now looking at teresa with a different set of eyes something has happened in their relationship something has happened in their friendship and yes they kim d may have decided to make peace with teresa but i don't think she will ever look at teresa the exact same way as before you know something happened something was broken and something was broken for a long time and by broken i mean trust and by broken i mean loyalty so even though they have made peace and kim d's in a better place which is good it does not mean that she is looking at Teresa the exact same way, you know, as she did before something happened in their friendship or relationship. I truly believe that. I believe that in a situation like this one, and this is just my own opinion, guys. This is not Kim D telling me this. Uh, I don't have those kinds of conversations with her. She is, you know, a big girl. She, I'm not her keeper. She will make her own decisions. Um, but me, I'm just going to comment on it. Okay. So what I see now, I see that a lot has happened in their relationship. And while 
Teresa and Kim D were not friends, Kim D focused on making herself better. You know, she was on a podcast with David. People were tuning in to listen to Kim. Uh, now she has her own podcast and she has some amazing guests. Like she has everybody, you know, she has her friends that come on. She has lots of friends and she also has you know, very interesting people. She had that Nadine, uh, the ex-wife of the Wolf of Wall Street on, and she's had a lot of great guests, and I think she's going to have a few more. And when the show starts, it's even going to be crazier, I'm sure, right? So she has a good thing going on. She managed to, you know, keep her business afloat and, you know, convert from a brick and mortar store to online business fully. You know, I think this is not the same Kim D., that we knew when she was on the show. She has evolved. Um, I don't think she wants war with anyone at this point. I think she wants peace. Uh, and I don't think that she wants to do anyone's dirty work at this point in time, especially a person that has burned her before. And, you know, Teresa can say on her podcast today, I was listening and she was saying, oh, I never had a problem with Kim D. Listen, guys, I'm not going to go back into the archives and just say, this is what you said. This is what you said. This is what you said. Uh, I think we're past that. But it's just funny to me that she can just chuck it up to, oh, I never said anything bad about her. I never had a problem with her. Well, it sure didn't sound like it, Teresa, at some point in time. it's It, it sounded like you hated her, right? You... you Anyways, I'm not, I'm not even going to go there, but I thought it was funny because she said uh, on her podcast with Melissa Feaster today, she said, Kim D was under the impression that um, I was the reason that she was no longer on the show. And Teresa started laughing and saying, like, I have this kind of power. If I have that power, uh, the people that I really dislike would no longer be on the show. That's what she said today on her podcast. So listen, I know that at some point in time, Teresa thought that she had the power to f hire and fire whichever housewife. She even said it uh, at the reunion to Jackie. Like, you know, Jackie's uh, first reunion show. She said, do you want to make a bet? And then she's like, you know, the people that I don't like, do you see them sitting on the couch? Anybody that I don't like, don't sit on this couch anymore. That's what Teresa said. You're, you're not going to win a war of words with me. You're not going to win a war of words with me. You're the one who me. came gumming at me. So mm -hmm. now, now I'm going to mm -hmm. bring a bitch. Now you're oh. going to deal with me. Oh my God. I'm okay. I'm, and anybody I'm that scared. goes against me, do you I'm see so them scared. in this room anymore? I'm no, scared. they're not here anymore, right? Okay. So. And you know what? It was true. Like none of them were on the couch. You know, Jacqueline was not on the couch. The twins were not on the couch. Caroline wasn't on the couch. Like there's a lot of people that were no longer on the couch. So to a certain extent, I think that production was bending towards Teresa. Where it all made the difference was when she got a little too cocky last reunion and said to Melissa, you are, it, this is going to be your last reunion. And then it didn't happen. So her sister-in-law didn't get fired. So, so just because Teresa says that she had absolutely nothing to do with Kim D not returning to the show does not mean that I believe that it's true. Okay. Um, I've said it multiple times and I know people are not going to like that. The people that love S S Teresa blindly and support her blindly, they don't like when facts are being presented to them. But at the end of the day, she said it, she said it multiple times. And let's remember 
The last BravoCon, not the one uh, in 2023, but the one in 2022, when the panels were split, Teresa went on a public, like on a campaign saying to everyone, I have nothing to do with this. You think I have that kind of power? I have nothing, nothing, nothing to do with this. It's probably production. They probably don't want a reunion to happen at BravoCon. That's why the panels were split until Andy Cohen sold her out in his book and said, uh, I received a call from Teresa and she was fuming and she was having a tantrum and said she didn't want to be on the same panel as her brother-in-law, as a brother and sister-in-law, right? So for those of you who do not remember that, remember, Teresa does not always tell the truth, right? So she even lied to her friend Jennifer, who's supposed to be her close friend. She lied to her and said, I have nothing to do with this split panel. And then Jen learned the truth in Andy's book. She even said that on the Cousins podcast. She said she was kind of like a little pissed because she said, basically, Teresa, you lied to me for all of these months. And then Andy just sold you out in the book. Is it true? To which Teresa at that point admitted, yes, it's true. I'm the one who called and asked for the split panel. So just because she goes crazy and says, I have nothing to do with that does not mean that she has nothing to do with that. So it's okay if Kim now wants to believe that Teresa had nothing to do with that. I don't know for a fact that she did or did not. I'm just saying it doesn't mean that because she's screaming it loud and clear that it's true, right? Maybe Andy needs to write another book and then maybe we'll find out the truth then. <laughs> so that being said, just to go back to the Kim D and Teresa reunion of it all, I truly believe that Kim D is being sincere and I stand behind everything that I said on my blog. But um, I have to admit that I'm very cautious when it comes to Louis and Teresa and their motives. I, I do not question Kim D in all of this. I'm questioning Teresa and Louis for obvious reasons. And I find that it's a little bit of a coincidence. And uh, I find it interesting, the timing, because, you know, we have all of these influencers and bloggers and podcasters like feuding and fighting for Teresa's loyalty. We have seen fan accounts that have turned on Teresa and said, I will no longer support this woman because of this and that and the other. I don't want to get into that, but I'm just saying that there's a war going on behind the scenes, right? So... I find it quite interesting that at this time, okay, where people are feuding and people are turning on Teresa, people that have supported her for the longest time, that now is the time that Louis and Teresa decide to make their reconciliation with Kim D public. And the reason why I think that that's interesting, it's because Kim D has a podcast. You know, she was on the podcast with David, um, people were paying to listen to Kim D every Saturday. Now they had a falling out. Kim D decided to go on her own and her podcast is very successful. People tune in to pay. She has interesting guests. People are interested and will forever be interested in what Kim D has to say, whether they like her or do not like her. She is entertaining. She knows a lot of things. She also has a relationship with the cast members. It's like at the end of the day, guys, you can tune in and listen to me and support me and like my podcast and my show. And I appreciate every single one of you. 
but I have absolutely no connection to these people. I have never been on the show and I do not know them personally. Kim D has that advantage. So, and she talks to a lot of them, if not all of them, right? So at the end of the day, that's why people are tuning in. And I think that, you know, at some point in time, uh, Kim D said that Louie was on the Patreon and he was listening to what she was saying. And I'll, I'll get to that very soon. But anyways, Louie and Teresa know that Kim D has our ears. Like we want to listen to her. We want, we want to hear her spill the tea and the gossips and the behind the scenes and what's really going on. Right. So I think that on Kim D's part, I can honestly say that she, I, honestly, I think that she is being sincere. I don't know if the same can be said about Louis and Teresa. And that is my opinion. I think that it's very calculated on their part. And the reason for that is because, you know, I guess Louis decided to join her Patreon and listen to Kim D. And now the minute that Kim D started saying things that were not favorable um, to Teresa, uh, he dropped out. Like basically, oh, he's no longer on the Patreon. Teresa decided to unfollow Kim D. Now I think they have refollowed each other. And um, Kim D, after the meeting, said to Louis, you know what? Why don't you join the Patreon again? Why did you come out? Blah, blah, blah. And then Louis said, Teresa made me uh, unsubscribe. She said, don't listen to this, yada, yada, yada. Don't support her if she's not going to support us, right? So I don't know. Like, if you're that sensitive and if you are, if you get that upset, maybe you shouldn't resubscribe. Because people are going to say things about you that you don't like. You are a public figure, okay? Now, Kim, Kim D did not call them any names. She wasn't disrespectful. She just stated her opinion and what she knows. So if that is enough for you to unsubscribe, then, you know, what's the point, right? I, I don't really understand that. And, and to me, I find that that's very manipulative and calculated because it's like, it's not said, but it's almost implied. It's like, well, if we support you and if we're friends now, like we want you to help us curb this negativity that is out there about us because we know that people tune into you and listen to what you have to say. So by us joining your Patreon and by us kind of being friendly again, you will probably have a harder time to do that. Therefore, you will not say or disclose everything that you know, right? That's how I see it. I'm really happy that Kim D did say to them, um, that's what she said on her live. I'm really happy that she said, I'm still going to continue to talk smack because I have to, if I don't like something, if something is not kosher, I'm going to talk about it. Like if I see something, I'm going to talk about it. So, you know, I'm not changing for you guys. So I'm happy she said that. And, uh, another thing I think Louie tried to bring up Vanessa to Kim. It's like, this is the first time you meet Kim D and you try to bring up your ex, Vanessa, to Kim D. And I was happy to hear that Kim D shut it down and was just like, I'm not talking about this with you, okay? Like, we talk about the show, and that's it. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about Vanessa to you, and you're not talking about Vanessa to me, and I'm not talking about uh, you to her, right? 
So I was really happy to hear that Kim D took that strong stance. And because I, I feel like that's what needs to happen with Louis. It, it, it's like, you know, this whole thing, oh, Louis is so sensitive. You know, he's hurt a lot. And he's a grown man. He's a grown man. And not to say that men cannot be sensitive, but I'm just saying like, come on, like Teresa is just too overprotective of him. And it's like, at this point, if this is too much, this life of being, you know, on reality TV and in the public, just get out of it. Louis said it like season 12. He said, I make enough money that you never have to work a day in your life. So if this is too much now, just get off the show and live your life, live your life like a normal person would. But if you're on the show with Teresa, well, it kind of comes with the territory. People are going to talk about you and stop being hurt about everything. You know, stop being hurt. Unless someone is really trying to defame you, people stating their opinion. What's the big deal, Louis? Like toughen up buttercup. So anyways, just to wrap it all up, I think that Kim D is in a very good position right now. She has the podcast. She has had conversations with Margaret. She has teased that she wants to make up with the Gorga, that she would definitely go to lunch with them if they invited her. So let's make that happen. Let's see a lunch with the Gorga and Kim D. I always found them fun together. Um, season three, when they did the Halloween party together, Kim D, Kim G, Kathy Wakili, Joe Gorga as Snooki, and Melissa as the Catwoman, they went clubbing and they had a ball. So to me, you know, fun people, I would love to see that on the show. Like, I don't know if Kim D would come back like, you know, like on a full-time capacity, but I would love to see her come back and have fun with everyone and not stir the pot. I think she's past that and it would be good for her podcast as well, right? Especially if she decides to stay neutral. And Melissa has a fashion show. Melissa said at BravoCon last year, 2023, she would invite Kim D because, you know, they talked about her all the time after all of this, these years. She is relevant and that, you know, she would extend an invite to her. I would love to see that on our screens. And then maybe the, the same can be done as well. Kim D can have a fashion show, invite all of the girls, invite Melissa as well. And if Teresa doesn't like it, well, too bad, right? Too bad. But I don't think that Kim D wants to be Teresa's soldier. I think that she just wants to be her own person. And um, I know that Melissa wouldn't care if Kim D had a fashion show with um, Teresa. I don't know if Teresa, you know, I don't know if the same could be said about Teresa, but I know that Melissa wouldn't care. Like she thinks that there's a space for everyone. Um, she doesn't like, she's not insecure in that way. So anyways, that's all I have for you guys today. Hopefully you liked what you heard. This was a lot. Do not forget to subscribe to the blog, housewivesrelatable.substack.com. And as always, as always, guys, be a fan, not fanatical. Ciao.